pretty much did. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. What's up? And welcome to Game Guys Advance episode five. I'm Richie. Hey, I'm James. What's up, James? How you been? Hey, not bad. Did you like that? I kind of made that all sound like one word. Like, hey, I'm James. What I kind of liked about it was um, it kind of felt like if I said I'm Jesse, then mm-hmm. we would have been Team Rocket. I feel like with the way these intros have been going, we both would have been like, I'm Jesse. And then you would say, I'm Jesse. And we go, ah, <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am James, though. You are James. Um, yeah. So this is a video games podcast. Uh, if this is anyone's first time listening, usually this podcast has a pretty heavy comedy bent to it. But with what we're playing, I feel like this episode might just be a gush fest, <laughs> like no jokes. Yeah, I think we can finally take ourselves a little seriously here and really, really get into this. I'm excited for, you know, what we're talking about this episode. Yeah, the past four have been, like, pretty silly, but yeah. A little silly, a little bit of content, but, you know, I feel like we still get a message across that that games are good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this week we're talking about a really special game, man. It dropped um, a couple weeks ago. I think it was um, June 28th. Yeah, weirdly, I did. You, I got my copy delivered like a day early. Oh, really? So you got yeah. to play it before everyone? Yeah, but it almost felt like I got like a review code, so I got to pretend to be industry for a second. But hey, but blessed be those Bezos. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, everyone's been singing its praises. I feel like everyone on my timeline has just been gushing. Mm-hmm. And the the embargoes are up, right? Like we can legally talk about this game since we own it with our dollars yeah and the review scores came in and across the board banger on banger i have like i just got a collective of honestly across the board 10 out of 10s from a few different sites here we got ign wall street journal polygon arby's kotaku barnes and nobles autozone pc gamer best buy and roger ebert all 10 out of 10 scores i think there was there was still like i think the lowest i saw was maybe a 9.8 but that I don't know yeah. what you really got to get into the weeds to find that. And I kind of got the vibe that they were being contrarian. That was the AutoZone uh, review, right? AutoZone was a 9.8. I threw it on here just because I thought it was like, eh. Round up. Yeah. And, you know, they're just usually trying to hit like you have a lot of kind of the, the games media. They have their sort of branches where, you know, games are taking off. So they want to have somebody in their usual reporting hit games. Wall Street Journal, I feel like usually has that covered where it's like almost weird sometimes when they review a game but i think they've finally figured out what doing here but autozone they're they're catching up they're kind of just like doing it for the seo i feel yeah (laughs) yeah do it do it for the clicks 9.8 god (laughs) yeah so um maybe we should get into it i I haven't been able to put this thing down like whenever i have like a spare 15 minutes i just like Mm -hmm. jump right in which i feel like it's a huge selling point of the game and maybe what the reason why it blew up so fast yeah yeah definitely and it is hard to honestly find a lot of games that you can just pick up and feel like oh yeah yeah this is where i was you know i I tend to always forget if i put something down for longer than like a day it takes a bit to get back into it but this game just felt like once you turn it back on you can pick up right where you left off and play for what four hours 15 minutes it it doesn't matter. It feels like you're still making progress regardless. Yeah, there's like a 
huge like time range. Like it doesn't matter how long you play it. It's like firing on all cylinders constantly. Yeah. Which has been sick. So like my commute is six hours both ways and like that has been getting me through it. <laughs> and then like I can still you know, I survive the commute, but then still like before bed if you know, whatever. I want to take like twenty minutes to play. It still feels great. Yeah, like in bed before you go to sleep. Yeah. But man, I'm terrible at playing games in bed. I get so sleepy and then I like <laughs> I'll wake up in an upright position still holding holding on to it just like like even unconsciously i couldn't put it down (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good point yeah (laughs) my brain was holding on for dear life (laughs) i haven't found myself sleep gaming this one quite yet but if there's any game that's going to get me into sleep gaming it might be this one yeah that's just such like a testament to the type of game that that this is and yeah i don't know how they managed to design it this way and i wish more developers will hopefully just almost like make a study out of this and looking like how did they make a game that's great for both long and short sessions and sleep gaming (laughs) (laughs) someone's got to look into that was that google's neural link or something yeah or pokemon sleep yeah this is the first time i'd be like yeah they could plug this game into my brain yeah i would just take it straight you know (laughs) allow this app to track your brain sure yeah get in there yeah the first video game to track my brain yeah <laughs> yeah is so is there um is there another reason why you think this game might have its hooks in everyone aside from the pickup and playability of it yeah i i mean well first so what what have you been playing this on i've been playing it on the nintendo switch okay yeah I, i've been playing this on the computer which has just been it's, it's fine i'm at my computer enough but mm-hmm. and you know and then you got laptops, Steam Decks, all all the things that like, you can just toss this thing on anything and it, it feels great. But yeah. yeah, besides just being able to pick up and play, I, I'd say from a story basis, like if if you want to get into just the ensemble of of cast we have here, I I don't think there is a bad character in this game. You know, right right from the start, you know, it's sort of that thing that's been done a few times. You know, you go into like breath of the wild or elden ring you know you're opening up on this sprawling expanse of a world it feels like they're doing something like that but through narrative yeah and and i should say real quick um just because you mentioned it before um it feels so good on the switch i I would say maybe right at home but i can see why you picked it up for pc i know it was it was so weird to get a disc for my my pc in the mail but man it was exciting (laughs) to be able to download a, a a disc we can't do that anymore that's the other thing they made this so you can put it anywhere yeah. i think i will I'll, I'll probably pick it up on switch though yeah um maybe if it goes on sale but i i really like what you said earlier about people talk about that breath of the wild like first view where you can go anywhere and do anything but like a narrative view of that yeah yeah this game really lets you like paint it's almost art like the way they like let you paint the narrative yeah it's a very just like thoughtful design you know you they show you so much and you can clearly see there's somewhere it wants you to go but there's just constant like these narrative threads pulling you in all these directions mm. it's honestly captivating how they pull yeah. this off yeah and you brought up the characters as well um mm-hmm. ah 
I just love the protagonist. You know how like in most video games, the protagonist is like a blank slate, like a mm-hmm. like a whiteboard of a character that. Yeah, it's it's so you can kind of it's to give the player um, an an easier way to jump into the protagonist's shoes. You know, yeah, people, and yeah, mm-hmm. like having a voiceless kind of thing. But I get it. <laughs> yeah, but in this game, like, there's actually a character that's the main character, and. Mm-hmm you don't necessarily relate to them unless you do. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a wild experience if you yeah. had the same experiences as the main character of this game. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a lot. And I just don't know if they, they didn't need to go this hard on, <laughs> on adding this much like depth to a character. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other characters that you enjoyed in this game aside from the main character? I honestly can't pick one. They're all so good. It doesn't seem like there's a single character in here that was just placed in for for exposition or for, you know, like fan service or anything. It was just everyone feels like they have such a a set in stone spot in this game. And I Mm -hmm. found myself just trying to follow everyone's little thread. And this game does a fantastic job at leaving breadcrumbs to keep you just like grabbing at these characters to (laughs) figure out their deal. Yeah. Narrative breadcrumbs. Mm. little hansel and gretel are they the breadcrumb eaters i think so (laughs) (laughs) well i if this game was a candy house i'd eat the whole thing yeah like a gingerbread house yeah yeah i i really found myself (laughs) liking the um the main antagonist for some reason um i found him to be like uh you love to hate him you know Uh, yeah it's and that is such a fine line to walk with character development, especially with villains. You have these these villains where you know some are just blatantly wrong and evil, but you have have this villain, and you go, Ugh, he's not wrong, <laughs> like, yeah. He's, but he's just you know he's going about it in a way that's harder for the other characters to grapple with, and you know eventually they are forced to grapple with this. Yeah, so many villains in like modern AAA games are like the mustache twirling like oh i want to end i want to end the world for no reason yeah real waluigi kafka-esque villains out here (laughs) yeah um the key villain in this game um has a motive that's understandable not necessarily relatable but Mm -hmm. you can kind of see where he's coming from exactly and that's you know again just the way i've been enamored by all these characters is that you know, everyone sort of has some grounding in, in where they've come from and where they are when you finally meet them in the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's <laughs> they make it hard to disagree with a lot of people in this game. Yeah, 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 that's a really good point. Um, The Act 3 plot twist really took me by surprise. Are you, Yeah, are you ready to jump into that? We'll, we'll probably put a little warning here. Oh yeah, I should say we're, we'll talk about light spoilers. Um, yeah, nothing, we'll, nothing big. Just like if you're if you don't like reactionary spoilers, like sometimes even just seeing how somebody reacted to like a new piece of media, kind of gives me a false like expectation. Like oh, this person loved it. Now I'm going in hoping that I too will love it. So if you're not into that, you're gonna have to skip ahead. Uh, Fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah, so if you want to skip ahead a little bit, we'll put a kind of a spoiler tag in here. Mm-hmm. So, what was your what was your initial gut reaction to this? 
to the story in general or the no again so we're specifically talking act three in particular yeah um what i thought was so strong about the plot twist in act three was that it made me question everything i had assumed and believed up to that point which Mm -hmm. i found was really effective like i wasn't expecting it yeah a lot of like the the fact that they could give me a real life kind of identity crisis um a lot of like existentialism undertones and mm-hmm. I, I had absolutely no gripes with what, what they did here but it was i listed a couple like you know notable twists i could think of but this was probably more shocking than most of like the main mainstream twists we've seen from the other like biggest franchises like game of thrones is red wedding snape killing dumbledore when you andrew ryan andrew ryan uh what mm-hmm. m night Shyamalan when they find out the village is next to an arby's darth vader it's i don't know though those twists almost feel like just finding like you know when you you do the wash and you find a dollar in your pocket Mm. all those movie twists were about that exciting this game (laughs) is hidden on another level this game's like finding a cool 20 in your pocket yeah cool crisp 20 yeah a fresh boy or like finding a a 100 bill in the front seat of a roller coaster yeah yeah or and like, keeping it you don't take it to the lost and found you keep that money <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i like what you brought up earlier about how this game kind of made you feel real life emotions like i couldn't stop thinking about it after playing it and i feel like it's kind of shaping my worldview in a weird kind of way yeah yeah so like when you got through uh this part what did, what did you do like real life i like for me personally i just I honestly had to go outside and take a walk. Like, <laughs> you know, really clear my thoughts on this. Yeah, I had to um, decompress with an episode of Iron Chef on Netflix. Wow. Just, just, yeah, and we're not sponsored by Iron Chef. but No, but we're open to it. But we're open to it. Hit us up, Iron Chef. <laughs> yeah, this, there's nothing like the sound of sizzling, sizzling griddles. I'm assuming they make, like, pancakes. Is that what a griddle's for? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Nothing like yeah. that sound to really cleanse the palate after after what we've seen from this game. Yeah, but whenever I feel like an existential existential kind of feeling from a game, I need to like remove myself from it, distract myself from it, and then kind of engage with it later. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. It's it's tough almost taking like a a little breather from something that's so good. Like you really want to jump back into it. But mm-hmm emotionally it's you need to take that little bit of time for yourself yeah you have to like do it for you yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. what was your um so i'm assuming at this point you have beaten the game yeah dude i blew straight through it Mm Mhm. how many hours did you put into it um hold on let me get my switch i'll check real quick all right cool thank you how many hours did you put into it so i was clocking in around a cool 116 hours hundo 16 yeah no that was a single playthrough i know there's this game is very you know heavily lying into what choices you make along the way so you know your story might either be shorter than mine it might be longer than mine based on how you kind of went about it and that's sort of what you were saying giving you your own like identity crisis we might have branched off into different paths at that point yeah. so 116 mm-hmm. is where i'm at now i don't know if i want to go back and kind of tarnished if we want to get back into Elden Ring words but like (laughs) you know 
changed my my first gut reaction to this whole game. I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, I just checked on my Switch. Um, I hit 76 hours. I maybe not, maybe didn't do as many side quests as you did. Yeah. Um, I did a few, but for the most part, I just drove straight through the main quest. Yeah, if you revisit, I don't know if you, did you make any like extra save spots? There's a lot of, you know, you can have a couple files in this game. Did you keep any like extra saves at crucial decision marks? Well, I had heard about the Act 3 plot twist and... I did think in the back of my mind when I was at the end of Act 2, I was like, maybe I should do like a save as in this moment. I just kind of have a feeling <laughs> something bad's going to happen. Yeah, save as Act 3 dot final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's now an art project, which I will we'll do an I mean, episode arguably, on that. Arguably, yeah. yeah. The, this game's coming up again when we get to our, our video games, our art episode. Yeah, stay tuned for when we um, tackle that. Yeah, but I, I don't think I've ever been as like emotionally invested in a game and like the sheer depth of where everything went. Mm-hmm. The, it's a bittersweet ending, but I'm man, it's keeping a ten out of ten for me. I would give it more if you could, but nobody's doing <laughs> bigger than tens. This isn't. I mean, a... Why not? Is my question. Like, if there's a game that truly stands out, why doesn't you know IGN and Kotaku? Mm-hmm. AutoZone, why don't they give it an 11? I've never seen that before. Yeah, I don't know if there's any like copyright sort of things. Like Spinal Tap might be holding the market down on the amp that goes to 11. So we might You're have right. to give it, you know, or like a 20 out of 20. You know, bigger number, it feels more impactful. Yeah. I'd give it a 30 out of 30. I don't care. I'm going to give it a 76 out of 76, which is the amount of hours I put into this video game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to give it 113 out of... <laughs> it's a little excessive. That's a little excessive. I think people will lose the the impact of it. But I well, I mean, that's yeah, it's higher than a Metacritic score. That's true. Yeah. So maybe there's a point. Which there. Uh, the craziest thing is that there's a lot of crossover here where we're seeing, obviously, like this game has a good Metacritic score. I'm, I think it's sitting at almost like 100%. It's like 99.2 or something. And that's just because, like, a couple of people were, like, accidentally writing... I don't know if this was, like, a placeholder for something else, but people were writing in reviews that, like, their food never arrived or, like... I I don't know. I think they just had, like... They accidentally left a bad review on this game on Metacritic. (laughs) It was, like, a DoorDash review or something. So I I think it's at 100%. But this game's even popping up on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, again, like... You, you bring up the narrative breadcrumbs. It's kind of movie-like in the ways in which that they slow drip lore um, and information to the player. Um, it's really remarkable. It's like, a, it's like an IV content hooked up to me. But, but. but s- slow. You know, they don't like... There's no... I mean, despite the Act 3 uh, plot twist, there's no lord dump where all of a sudden you get the backstory of everything it's like you slowly get it at um like a digestible pace maybe yeah yeah absolutely uh which you know is a food joke but it kind of goes back to the breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. where i think this game did a great job at leaving little pieces sort of like in the beginning of the game that sort of didn't feel like they had 
really any meaning like I, what i think in act one you see the stapler on a on the one desk when you get through the mirror level but right after that actually no probably towards the end of act three like it sort of comes back into place and i don't even i had to go back and be like oh my god that was there there's just these yeah. little things they dropped everywhere they're like even just the like the scenery nothing seems like it's was just placed there to be there yeah there was a few things that i found out after the fact i think i saw um a post on twitter of uh, a few of the things that I had missed in my first playthrough. And I say first playthrough because I'm definitely going to play this thing again. Oh, yeah? Definitely. You don't think... Wait. Again, I, I think... play this again? Oh, I might, but I think <laughs> the route that I went through was so just tailored to me and the decisions I made. I just don't know if I can crack mm. it back open. I have such a perfect picture of this game in my head now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. If you feel like you nailed it in one, like why kind of ruin that first experience? Yeah, we'll have to do a spoiler cast on this where maybe we can balance each other's decisions off each other and figure out if it's worth like running back. Maybe maybe I did something that, that you missed or, eh. or vice versa. Yeah, because somehow I clocked in a lot more time than you. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, how about we take a quick break and um, we'll get right back into this. Yeah, we should probably talk about the gameplay. Yeah, we'll talk about the gameplay next. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Bye. All right. See you. And we're back. Hey. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, so enough dilly dallying. We're we got to jump right back into this. Yeah, I think we covered sort of what, what this game is and what it's about, but I think we haven't touched on the gameplay at all. Yeah, do you want to um, go into that? Yeah, so I think... Well, I, I've never really seen any game like this. It's, a, it's like a mix between like Phoenix Wright, Overwatch, Skyrim. Somehow they got all this combat and gameplay, just the exploration. It's it, It's like every... No other game has really accomplished having this this many different thematic gameplay elements just sort of blend together so well. Yeah, it's really unconventional, um, but it, you're right. It kind of does take these um, separate elements that you think wouldn't be related to each other from previous video games, mm -hmm. and they throw it in a blender, kind of like a smoothie. I was thinking like a wacky lever on a like a casino style slot machine. Oh, and it's like Cherry Seven, except for this time it's like Phoenix Wright, Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> and comes out with just the perfect blend. I would say this would be all all sevens across the board, which I think is a gambling win. I'm not I'm not much of a gambler. Yeah, but hey, either. excellent excellent casino mini game in this game. Yeah, I'm glad you found that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's I, my gambling expertise. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was um really unique how they gave the players tools to express themselves in the way that they want to play. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if that like kind of touches on the accessibility options, but like, yeah, it, mm. it's not even from a difficult sense. I think they made this game. It's just so thoughtful and has options that I don't think we've seen from any other developers. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice to see that they're trying to listen to the fan base. 
Yeah, you could tell that that was front of mind as they were designing this game. Yeah, absolutely. These things just kind of work hand in hand, and it, it definitely pays off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess along those lines, how did you feel about the difficulty? Well, it was it was one of those things where I think you know, you know me and how I play games. I like to I set things usually to the easiest difficulty, and I'm just trying mm-hmm. to get through the story. But this game, I was honestly just enjoying the the environment and like the the interactions of the game that I actually did bump it up to a normal difficulty. It was the first time mm. that I kind of trusted the developer's vision on what difficulty and gameplay gameplay meant. You know, it was something where okay, they they intended the game to kind of work like this and you know, there was never a grind. I never felt like I had to like slog through a certain a certain act, but yeah, I just trusted it and I I played it on a normal difficulty and I mm-hmm. I don't think I would go back. It was perfect. You had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what about you? Nice. Yeah, I thought it was um a little difficult in places, but mm-hmm. as I said earlier, they kind of give you the tools to um overcome the challenges in ways that make sense to you. Like in act I think it was in act 7. There's yeah. um do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there's a way that, um, and I'm being vague on purpose because we mm-hmm. don't want to spoil too much of this game. We'll do this in um, a separate spoiler episode. Yeah, of course. But there's a way in which you can talk your way out of a situation rather than fight. And I feel like in most AAA video games, you would have to, you know, fight the boss. But... In this one, they let you talk to the boss and kind of understand where they're coming from and really mm-hmm. empathize with the boss. This actually might be... So I remember exactly in, in Act 7 being presented with this choice, but this might be a huge part where maybe our paths sort of differed a bit. Cause I almost, Did you punch him? No, I, I didn't punch him. Oh. Almost in... Well, the, honestly, I feel like this game sort of did what Metroid kind of always fails to do. You know, I was able to go and find my own way around. You know, you if you actually go off the beaten path a little bit, you can actually get a certain item that, you know, lets you go over the boss. Like physically? Yeah. I, yeah I'd, say, I'd say physically. I don't want to spoil it because it's absolutely <laughs> sick. You'll have to tell me off air. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't go around the boss. I went over the boss. That sounds sick. I kind of, I think I know what you're talking about, but... Yeah, and well, it kind we'll of the same kind of story beat though, because I was a I you know, again with the characters being so great, they even made us. I don't know if you felt the same way, but I absolutely adored the Act Seven boss, and I really did not want to punch them. I assume that's why you went with the talking option. Yeah, but that that was before I knew about the, you know, other option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I got to still experience not fighting them, which was absolutely great. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, that just reinforces the um, the brilliance in the game design aspect. Not only the narrative breadcrumbs, but also the systems in which let you kind of bypass um, certain scenarios. Yeah, I, I, so I wrote down, um, I actually have narrative overalls written down, which I think is something that almost like you have your you know your shirt and t-shirt you got your jeans you got everything you mm-hmm. know, it's sort of just a 
you know, cookie cutter, this is a good game. But then they, you know, they bring out these narrative overalls to just accessorize, let you work through it. Basically, any problem they throw at you. And, you know, we see that with Act 7, but I don't think that theme ever really <laughs> stopped in the other acts. Yeah, and I kind of like the narrative overalls metaphor. Yeah, it's because you can um, button up over both shoulders. You know, it's helping you get over the narrative. Overall, the, the narrative. That and um, the fashion in this game. I, I love the um, customability. Mm -hmm. The custom is it? Yeah, the customability, because a lot of the, the different garments you're putting on have like different stats and stuff, like most games. So they coined the term customability, but with... Yeah, honestly, the, the funny thing is I got that narrative overalls because the whole game, basically, my character looked like a little farmer man. Like in a lot of RPGs, and this game isn't like directly an RPG. Obviously, it has so many different elements from other video games. Yeah. But I feel like in a lot of RPGs, you kind of start off as that farmer boy. And um, this game kind of let you continue that if you would like to. I, I obviously took my overalls off as soon as I could. Yeah. Well, and like you can sort of accessorizing how you want i ended up wearing where you kind of undo the one button and you leave the one strap on so it's the, the character okay. looked really good but it sort of was it's the own little narrative journey and I, I honestly this game felt incredibly like personal to me i i've been in this you know i worked that that dead-end job you know day in day out and mm. you know finding your own call to adventure i i think this game is almost the perfect hero's journey yeah it was relatable even though it was in such a fictionalized world obviously you could still put yourself in the character's shoes mm -hmm. and in their overalls yeah which uh, honestly i i kind of wish there was definitely the like the overall village where most people were wearing the overalls but it was such a nice theme that everyone kind of had a similar fashion sense you know, the world felt like it actually was related. Um, you know, you have a lot of games where you go to the different different areas and worlds and everyone's sort of just wearing the same same thing. But it seems like mm -hmm. this world even, like, everyone had their own kind of, like, culture and it, it was just so thoughtful in how they designed each and every little area. Overall, I think they did a great job. Yeah, and I, I would say you know overall and just like a culmination of everything they took all the chances they could with this game and not a single bit of that went unnoticed i'd say yeah surely not on our end. yeah I, I i have no gripes do you have any like parting thoughts or any other kind of aspects you want to touch on honestly i don't think there's anything that you know that we haven't said you know especially i would go check out that arby's review um fantastic mm -hmm. coverage of this game but yeah, just just get out there and play it. Um, I I know we told you guys a thousand times already, but yeah, you're you're gonna love this game. In summary, it, it kind of makes me think like, when it comes down to it, the the meta narrative combined with the sound design, it it, it makes me wonder if video games are more than, you know, like more than artwork, meets the eye. More yeah, the artwork, the graphics, you can clearly see what the message was and. I, I know the feelings that I felt and the feelings that you felt and like the story and the, the voice acting, the systems and, and not only the systems, but the mechanics, the mechanics that give the user the freedom to experiment, 
Yeah. You know, this it felt like, you know, I, I spent the money on this game and it's my game. It's the first time, you know, games sort of as a service, it seems to be lately, you know, you buy a game and the developers are constantly working on it, which is fine. I get it. They pre-release stuff, but this game, uh, I feel like it was my story. Well, actually, uh, you bring up one more thing I kind of wanted to touch on. Sure. Um, do you think like because of the success of this game that we will get DLC or do you think they'll just go straight to a sequel or what? I think we will first get some DLC. Yeah. I'm hoping they're going to expand on a little more um, in the characters we meet in Act 5. But mm-hmm. re- really, because, you know, there's so many different folks ap- across the whole game that kind of go their own separate ways where I really want to see what they're up to after, like, our, you know, our actual meeting them. Mm-hmm. They can pick basically anyone and just follow that that narrative breadcrumb to just just about anywhere with this dlc maybe we'll see something at e3 yeah which i heard um they're doing e3 2023 now yeah i I was surprised the turnout was almost non-existent this year so i'm hoping you know we should see big things next year yeah they have um room for growth for sure absolutely and so i i've got i've got nothing else to say than then go out and play this game yeah, it's got our, our seal of approval here. Absolutely. And you can find us on Game Guys Advance on, on Twitter. You know, when you're buying this game, you actually enter the discount code Game Guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do see a little bit of that money, so it would be really helpful. Yeah, help the show. You got to give. You got to give. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Play the game. Thanks. Bye. Peace.
brilliance in the game design aspect. Not only, you know, the narrative breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, I broke. Oh no, yeah, just come back and say narrative breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah, not only... <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. Let me shake it out real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember where you left, so I can't even come back to rescue you. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I got to do this for myself. Cool. Yeah, not only the narrative predator. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got. I gotta like change the subject. Okay, no, I have to do this. You right? have to say breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I need to. <laughs> I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I can. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Uh, dude, I can't do it. Hold on. <laughs> this is so bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't. I have a. <laughs> 